1: Dipsy stories.com slash just break up
0: welcome to just break up the podcast about love heartbreak and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear my name is sierra de Mulder,
1: and i'm sam blackwell and today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who was given too much too young But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: No, we are not. We are not professionals. We are not trained or accredited in any of this. Uh, So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings. Nobody got a degree in humble musings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what an English degree is, actually. (laughs)
0: To hopefully shed had some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. I'm going to dive into today's letter. It's from codependent no more but conflicted, whose pronouns are she, her, and they, them, who is writing to us from a dusty rectangle. Hi, Sam and Sierra and Spencer, too. I found your show a few years back, and it's been a great source of comfort to listen to you give advice that I can often apply to my own life and situations. Even if you just read this and don't respond to it on air, I feel like writing this all out has been very cathartic. For context, I was in a deeply codependent relationship with my mom that got worse when I became an adult. We talked on the phone every day while I was away at college, save one three-month study abroad, but she still messaged me every day. And even when I moved back to my hometown, if I went out with friends or went on a trip, my mom only had to call and I would drop whatever I was doing to talk to her. She'd been a stay-at-home mom since I was a year old, and I felt like it was my duty as the oldest, quote, normal daughter to be there for her. My two younger siblings are on the autism spectrum. I probably am, too, but that's a whole other jar of pickles. My dad was emotionally unavailable and worked a lot, and my mom didn't have a lot of other friends, so I became her best friend. Looking back, it's easy to see how fucked up it was and how much of what I thought I wanted were just attempts to do what I thought would make my mom happy. I thought love meant never having boundaries. After all, she didn't have boundaries either and constantly gave of herself to everyone around her, but became depressed and resentful when others didn't do the same for her. I knew on some level it was wrong, but didn't know how to get out. Fast forward to 2019. My parents decided to divorce after 30 years together because my mom met someone else and because they finally realized they were incompatible. While I was upset at first, it ended up being much better for everyone in the long run because it enabled my mom and I to finally break away from our codependent relationship. My parents are happily married to new partners. My mom has become a completely new person since divorcing my dad and marrying her new partner. She's kind, compassionate, and funny. She doesn't call me every day and respects my boundaries. Going over to visit her doesn't feel like an obligation or chore and doesn't trigger my anxiety. My mom works now and has friends her own age Her new partner is much more emotionally available and overall she seems so much happier. I feel like I know my dad better as a person since he can no longer depend on my mom to do the emotional labor for both of them and had to develop a relationship with me on his own. He seems much more relaxed with his new partner and is more willing to be there for me than he ever was when I was growing up. However, the heart of my problem is this. While my relationship with my mom is so much better and healthier than it ever was when I was younger, I feel like I'm grieving our old fucked up relationship or rather how that old fucked up relationship kept me stuck and too anxious to live my own life I also grieve the fact that my dad wasn't present and that I felt like I had to step up to meet my mom's emotional needs. I'm 31, which I know isn't old, but I can't help but feel like I already missed out on so much. Most of my friends and even even my 50-something divorced parents have partnered up and i I want to find someone as well, but I wouldn't even know where to start. A small part of me finds it hard to forgive them for putting so much on me and then getting to move on to a fun new chapter of their lives while I'm trying to figure out how to live mine. Should I tell my mom how much our codependent relationship messed with up my head and made me feel like I needed to please everyone but myself? Should I tell my dad how much I felt like I had to do, quote, his job comforting and supporting my mom emotionally? or would that ruin the progress I've made with both of them? Thank you so much for everything you do. Codependent no more, but conflicted.
1: All right. Codependent no more. Thank you so much for writing to us and asking us these important questions about how to navigate this relationship with your parents. Um, First of all, I just want to say like, good for you for having the level of self-awareness to be able to name some of these patterns for yourself and how they have deeply impacted you in this way. Um, you know, for somebody who is as young as 31 to be able to name yes. and understand how deeply their parental relationships impacted them and and how they were showing up with their other relationships and their own understanding of themselves is, is an indication of, of how much work you've done to sort of figure out what you want to do um, and, and why you're doing the things that you're doing. So I just want to congratulate you that on that and also recognize that this is still a hard place to be, right? To have something that sort of established what your life was going to be, gave you rules for how you were supposed to perform, is now suddenly done right and there's a there's a whole new building around you with different hallways different rooms to explore and this feeling of wait a minute where's the old house slash wait a minute why did we upgrade to this mansion? Why did everyone else upgrade to a mansion while I'm still like thinking that I'm in this shack, right? Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes in there. And, and I'm sorry that you're sitting in it in this moment, even as like, it sounds like the people around you are behaving in a much better way towards you. Yes. They can still be really confusing. They can still be really uh, conflicting, as you said. Yeah. So, We're going to get into some ideas, some advice, some humble musings in just a second. But for right now, we're going to take a quick break. Use the middle person. <laughs> just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just That's rocketmoney.com slash just Rocketmoney.com slash just All right, my darling. I can't thank you enough for writing to us and trusting us with this letter. Um because honestly it, it, it's healing to me to read your words. I, I have, I had a very similar relationship with one of my parents and am just now at 37, you know, really unpacking it and understanding the full magnitude of, of the codependency and the, and, and the training that it it gave me the training on how to be so incredibly vigilant to other people's needs before my own. Um, And so it honestly, it's just, I feel a camaraderie with you and I'm so grateful for your words because they've given me words, right? Like they, your, your articulation of your experience, I can see myself in it and now I can use your words to talk about mine. Like this is like, this is why art and writing is so important um, because you're giving me representation Um, so thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. I speaking on my own experience for a moment, um, I have been thinking a lot about what codependent parent relationships look like and how they impact you in, in my own life. And, and I recently did some more reading on anxious attachment styles and I, I don't know what your attachment style is or, or if you believe in that or how that manifested in your life. But like for me, my codependency with my parents is like directly linked to my attachment style, my anxiety, um, mm-hmm. because, <laughs> yeah. because I was taught by my parent to be incredibly hyper vigilant of their emotional needs because they were often volatile or inconsistent, or that's where I, I, I got affirmation from. And they, they just needed me. They needed me in a way that was unsustainable or, or impossible for a child even a teenager or young adult to um, to be there for them. And um, this, I'm going to do it as a blind date eventually. So forgive me for not remembering this person's name, but I was watching like a, how to heal your emotional attachment, your anxious attachment video <laughs> on Instagram and it, or, I mean on YouTube. And it was something that was really helpful for me to have them articulate was this, it's called like outside inside where, you learned at a young age to read the emotional and physical needs of those outside of you first and use that reading to then determine your inside needs. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why codependent folks like you and I have a hard time listening to our inner stir and our inner intuition um, because we were taught to look outside first. You know, sure. yep. um, and then all of a sudden that outside that, that, that cord is cut, right? That, that codependency is unveiled and suddenly is no longer acted upon. That doesn't mean you're not left with the residual skeleton of, well, what the fuck are my needs? <laughs> you know, like I'm not looking to my codependent per- part, uh, codependent parent anymore to have them affirm that, that connection anymore but that doesn't mean I'm not left over here by myself, cord cut, like spiraling, you know? (laughs) Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that this is, that this grief is coming up for you. It's coming up for me all the time because I don't, you, you and I have to figure out a whole new way to interact with the world. (laughs) For sure. These are our fucking parents. You know, I remember my therapist saying like, you know, this is the most important relationship in your life. Not that your parents are the most important people in your life. It's that for a lot of people, the relationship between your guardians, your the people who raise you and teach you about affection and affirmation and love and security, mm-hmm. that relationship reflects through, ripples throughout your life in so many ways in which you don't want it to. So sure. it makes sense to me. That you're feeling all these feelings, this grief now, because you're out of the foxhole. You're out of the cord is cut. You can finally look back at it.
1: There's, I, I can, and I can also understand that there's like some resentment there, right? Oh my god, absolutely. Like, the rules around how you were supposed to engage were like a security blanket. They kept you safe, right? Where it was like, yep, if I hold on to this then bad things won't happen, right? If I if I talk to my mom every single day, then she won't have a meltdown, right? Like the rules were really clear and now somebody is taking those things away from you and saying like, oh, actually you don't need to be doing that anymore and it can feel really unmooring it, like yeah. despite we despite the fact that we know that the like these narratives or these rules are actually really unhealthy for us it can be really hard to let go of them because we're like wait a minute you know give me that that thing was protecting me like Dude.
0: That, what are you and doing that thing made <laughs> you feel good
1: yeah that, oh, absolutely. that
0: relationship m- gave you affirmation and purpose and caretaking makes you feel good about yourself you know like I no one will make me feel as good (laughs) like as that fucking uh parent who you learn to seek approval from or to or to to seek security from it's fucked up it's all
1: fucked up yeah no I'm thinking about (laughs) I'm glad my mom died where where she talks about like I'm going to do this thing because I know that it will make my mom happy and then I will be loved and be special right like it was like the the connections a book yeah yeah absolutely like that was like oh yeah, this is what it looks like to have like an emotionally immature parent. Like that's the logic that gets really instilled in us really, really quickly.
0: Yeah. And a couple like blanket statements that I just want to shout out is like, you, you never have to forgive them. You know, I think another, a lie that codependent relationships tell us is, and maybe it's not about codependent, relationships maybe just about all relationships like you can you can love your parents and have a relationship with them and also harbor these feelings these feelings of resentment and and also know you don't have to get to a place of peace you can get to how about this you can get to like a functioning level of peace right Mm. for me um I don't I, I I I don't know if you should bring this to your parents or not I I I think that's a decision only you and, and, and I would strongly suggest a therapist decide, you know, yep. talking about this and therapy has been incredibly helpful for me. Um, but it's also funny how like the codependent cord like ripples throughout, right? Like the need to confront them is still including them, <laughs> you know, it's still like, affirm the hurt that you did to me. And also like, it's a total battle. Th- it's a valid thing to want them to see how they fucked up in my instance, like as much as angry as I am and as resentful as I am. um, And as, and how tangibly I can point to this. I know that like, at least in my parental relationship, my parent doesn't have the tools to make that confrontation worth it for me mm-hmm. because it will never be a safe conversation for me. It will never, it won't, it will never heal me or affirm me more than me practicing healing and affirming myself will, you yeah, know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when we look for that validation from the parent, we're, they're still from the arbiter. the person arbiter. who
0: hurt us, yes. Right.
1: They're still the one who decides whether or not our reality is real, right? And, and it's, of course, that's what we want because that's what we've been trained to, to do we've been trying to seek out their yeah. understanding of the world to affirm our own because if we if our understanding of the world ever diverged from them then we were doing something wrong right yeah. if we ever were like oh I don't actually want to oh do God, that yes. it'd be like well why do you hate me right and it's like whoa, yes. whoa whoa this is not what I said so right think about like, all there's... the things
0: I did for you
1: uh-huh absolutely so like we've been you know we've been sort of molded into this idea that they are the ones that get to decide what's real and what's not real. So I think also part of this comes from some of this like lingering stuff around, like I need them to tell me that it's really real. And I think one of the things that's been really helpful, at least for me in therapy is like, I get to decide (laughs) what is real about my experience and what isn't real about my experience. And it's a, it's a scary prospect, honestly. Like I think it's one of the most challenging things that I've had to figure out is like, trusting myself is t- is terrifying to me yes because 100%. what if I get it wrong right like what if I get it wrong and everything blows up which is the pattern that I've been taught to fear right if yeah. I do something wrong then the bad thing will happen so it's it is definitely sort of sitting in this experience and being like no matter w- whether or not your mom acknowledges the ways in which her codependence harmed you your ability to make friendships your ability to be in relationship doesn't mean that it didn't happen, right? She doesn't need to see it for it to actually be true. And so I think working on this with a therapist might be helpful for you to figure out what is the goal that you're looking for and sort of how you're thinking about approaching your parents, right? Is it that you wanna say your piece and you you wanna be able to sort of stand in their presence and speak the truth as you know it, whether or not they receive or believe it? Or is it that you want them to somehow see you And say, yes, absolutely. Everything that you said is true because I don't know what response you're going to get from your mom. Maybe she has come into a new understanding of herself and will be able to say, yes, absolutely. I'm so sorry that I did that to you. But if she doesn't, I don't want that to be some sort of uh, decider around like whether or not this experience of codependency has been real for you because it is. I see her and I believe you. So the question is like, what does it look like for you to believe yourself around it without... Your mom or dad looking at you and saying, Yeah, you did things that, or we put too much on you and we shouldn't have done that. Because they put too much on you and they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right. Like that's, I'm telling you right now, that is like, we don't need, we don't need any argument about it. It is absolutely true that that is true.
0: And I, you know what the dick of it is, <laughs> of it What's all the is? Dick of it? <laughs> it. And I felt this way. It's like, I want to confront my parent and then I decide in what I think is like an emotionally mature way that I don't want to confront them because I don't think they have the emotional tools to unpack it in a way that would make me feel affirmed. Right. Um, It won't get me anywhere, but, but somewhere I don't want to be. Right. And then I wonder like, do am I not pushing them? Am I not confronting them because I want to keep them safe? you know what I mean? Like, uh, for, uh, yeah, and, yep. and here's mm-hmm. the, that's why that's the dick <laughs> because like, <laughs> I know that you not confronting your mom and dad might be you protecting them from your truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against confrontation. And I'm also, you know, uh, let me just say this too. Who knows? I, we don't know your, the bandwidth of their emotional maturity. You might, especially because it sounds like you are close in an organic and not codependent way, in addition to the codependent way, (laughs) you, Mm. you might be able to have a conversation like, Hey, a lot of things have changed. You know, that was really hard for me. It was really hard. Mm. You you asked a lot of me. I know that my parent would not be able to receive that 100% is not capable of that conversation. Your parent might be, and it might be something that you can have in an intimate conversation way in a natural way. And also like, What Sam and I are getting at is is the more important takeaway point, which is that this is all real, whether or not they acknowledge it or not. Your anger doesn't need to be soothed by their affirmation of it. Like, let it be soothed by us and and be angry, be resentful. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I also want to speak to this um, feeling of like wasted time um, that you're experiencing right now, which is, again, it's your anger coming out as grief and grief is always love, right? You're saying, I, I love my life. I, I wish I could have lived in a different way. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I'm going to try to articulate an idea I had this morning. <laughs> We're going to see how it goes. I feel like it, I don't want to say there's never wasted time you know, there's always a lesson, even though those things are true. I feel like that's often like wrapped up in some weird toxic positivity way in which like, it's probably just more important to say like, yeah, this is really hard, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think we, we think about time wasted as though we're only counting time of our lives. That was positive or productive. Like I, you -hmm. know, Um, I, I worked really hard during this time of my life, so that was really important, or I accomplished X, Y, and Z, or I was happy and things were perfect, you know, and what I'm trying to push against is this is not the last time you're going to come into an awareness, come into knowledge, recognize a pattern from your life that you want to change, And wish you had that time back before that knowledge, you know, that Mm -hmm. cycle is going to happen again and again, because we're going to always come into new knowing, right? We're always going to learn more about ourselves. We're always going to peel back another layer and draw another line of connection, you know? Um, So I don't want you to think that time is wasted. It is okay to grieve that time. It is okay to grieve what you're grieving is, how they taught you to prioritize other people than uh, other people over yourself. That is fucking hard to unlearn. That is so hard. And it's okay to feel like that time to regret, not knowing that sooner. It's okay to, to feel that way, to feel like that time before that awareness was wasted. But I just offer you this small perspective of like, this is not the last time I've done, I, to this, to this day, I still do that. Right. And I'm going to continue to do it, to come into a new knowledge and regret the time I didn't know it. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of, instead of saying this time is wasted or I regret it, just, just, I guess, accepting that that is a part of our, that's a part of life. Absolutely. We're not going to, it's not, it's not a linear path of growth, right? It's, Mm-mm. it's, it's more of a circle that we just fucking run
1: <laughs>
0: a cycle, you know?
1: For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and now you have the opportunity to, to do new things with this new knowledge. Right. And, um, and, and the fact that you're going to approach relationships differently, you're going to, you're going to approach the relationships with your parents differently because of what you've learned and because of this perspective that you have now that you are sort of outside of the confines of the box that your parents gave you. Um, it's it's an exciting moment. It's also a terrifying moment. It's also a moment that might be filled with regret. Um, but but how wonderful it is that you are able to practice this level of self awareness around your relationships and how they are functioning and and the ways in which they're shaped by your past experiences and and to know yourself deeply enough to be able to to move into relationship with other people knowing what is and isn't okay with you um, and that's going to be an asset for you.
0: Yes, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, I was thinking about it this morning in preparation to answer this letter. And I see in my parent all of the things that they gave me. Codependency, anxious attachment style, a, a, a desperate need to be affirmed externally before I look internally. I see in them those things that they gave me. And, and I'm sure you see in your parents what they gave you. But what is different is, is what we have that they don't, we, we have more time. We have more awareness earlier than they did. And I know it's not as early as you want it to be, um, but your whole life will be a constant cycle of coming into knowing about yourself. And, and I, uh, in not a better than thou way, I do take comfort in knowing like, well, I have this perspective now. I have this understanding that they maybe don't. um, And and I want to do this differently, whether in my interpersonal relationships, my romantic relationships, or as a parent. How am I going to need my child in a different way, a more sustainable way than my parent needed me?
1: Mm. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing, for giving me the opportunity to reflect um, and to learn from your experience and um, for trusting us with this letter. We love you so much.
1: Absolutely. We love you so much. Thank you for writing. We hope this helps.
0: All right, y'all, it's Friday. So we are going to give you a blind date. A blind date is when we set you up with something that we love, that we want to send you home with, and today it is
1: the ultimatum queer love uh this is a tv show on netflix if you are into uh trashy reality (laughs) dating shows this one is i think one of the trashiest and best that i've seen um the premise of the ultimatum is that there is there are five couples who come together one of them has given the other one some sort of ultimatum around like we need to get married and what they do is then they all go and they hang out with each other and go on dates and then they split off into five different couples and they spend a trial marriage with a different person and then a trial oh marriage with God. the person that they came into the show with, uh, which is just a recipe for what a disaster. A trial I do not know why. Really so they like live together for three weeks. Play house. Um, Yeah, they play house for three weeks. Uh, okay. Okay. This okay. this iteration of the ultimatum is all queer, so it's all women and non-binary folks who are also interested in dating women and non-binary folks um, which is great because it is like it exists without like stunted men (laughs) in the show which is really nice stunted (laughs) men oh my god Uh, um, and (laughs) also everything implodes everything's a a disaster yeah (laughs) absolutely everything is a disaster in so many ways and it is it is uh messy and delightful and uh lots so much drama Um, and so if you are into that type of television show, I know that it's not for everyone. I love it. Um, and this has been a great experience to watch these 10 people really just blow up all of their relationships. Uh, so it is called the ultimatum queer love and it is available on Netflix. Excellent. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are interested in more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as ac- access to all of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash just
0: You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at just which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media. Original music recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis, aka Big Cats. Make sure to check out, make sure to check out his podcasts and his music. And remember, in the past, you were doing the best that you could with the knowledge and experience that you had at that time. In life, we will always go through new seasons of learning where we come into knowledge and recognize all of the ways that we can apply it now with this newfound awareness. There's no going back. There's only going forward. And if all else fails.
1: Just break up.